Hey, this is Rene, and you're listening to the morning show on CHMA 106.9 FM. Hello, and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Dave Gordon Koch. It's Thursday, March 23rd. Coming up on today's Tantramar Report. Higher tide, stronger winds, more severe storms. What we're doing is trying to mitigate. Climate change has been a huge problem for Sackville. You just heard some audio from a new documentary on adapting to climate change. The short film was launched on Tuesday by Climate Atlantic, a Sackville-based organization that provides information and support to people in the four Atlantic provinces to deal with the effects of climate change. The group also launched a new internet-based toolkit to help people adapt to rising sea levels and extreme weather events. We'll have more details right after today's local news and information briefs. Schools will not be in session for students in grades K to 8 tomorrow, Friday, March 24th, in the Anglophone East School District. The school district's calendar indicates that it's a professional development day. And the town of Tantramar has a special meeting of council scheduled for today at 12.30 p.m., but very few details are available. The plan is for the meeting to go in camera, meaning that it will take place privately with no members of the public or media present. The agenda indicates the meeting will deal with a human resources matter, but the nature of the issue is not specified. New Brunswick, New Brunswick's Local Governance Act allows municipal councils to hold closed meetings for certain topics, such as labor and employment matters. Now for today's feature story. The UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC, issued its latest synthesis report this week. The report, which summarizes key research from the past five years, has been described as a final warning as rising global temperatures threaten the future of human life on Earth. Climate experts from around the world, along with a wide range of people and organizations, have called for urgent changes to drastically reduce greenhouse gas emissions, including a rapid shift away from fossil fuels. Even so, powerful players linked to oil, gas, and coal have managed to delay climate action for decades, meaning that some effects of climate change are now inevitable. Changes linked to the global climate crisis are already being felt around the world with extreme weather events like Hurricane Fiona, which hit Atlantic Canada last September. Now, a Sackville-based organization has launched a new internet-based toolkit to help people in the region adapt to rising sea levels and extreme weather events. Climate Atlantic started operations in 2021 with funding from the federal government. It provides information and support to help people in the four Atlantic provinces deal with the effects of climate change. On Tuesday, the group screened a 12-minute documentary highlighting adaptation actions in the region. The film features f- former town of Sackville Chief Administrative Officer Jamie Burke speaking about the Lauren Street so- Stormwater Mitigation Project. You know, climate change has been a huge problem for Sackville. Uh, we're seeing more frequent and more intense rainstorms. The, the water is coming from you know a very, very, very large drainage basin and, and area. So all of that water funnels its way down through natural and manufactured systems, both above ground and, and underground, and it all ends up accumulating down on Lawrence Street. Well, we needed somewhere for the stormwater to go. So there were really two options. One was to, to dig a hole and have that function as either a wet or a dry pond, or alternatively was to build a naturalized stormwater retention pond, which is exactly what we did. And that was audio from Adapting to Climate Change, a short film with 
former Sackville CAO Jamie Burke speaking about the Lauren Street Stormwater Mitigation Project. You can see the full 12-minute documentary by searching for Climb Atlantic on YouTube or by going to climbatlantic.ca. The group launched the short film alongside a new coastal adaptation toolkit, which is meant to help communities and decision makers, as well as coastal property owners, be aware of their coastal environment, the different adaptations, uh, adaptation options available to them, and the applicability of the options under different scenarios. For more details, CHMA spoke to Sabina Dietz, Executive Director of Climb Atlantic. This interview was recorded on Wednesday morning. If I could try to put it in a nutshell, the toolkit, it's basically an online system using a series of questions, like a, sort of like a quiz, to, to help identify the best options for a given community or property owner affected by flooding or erosion, or, or how would you put it? Yeah, no, no, I think you expressed it well. The only addition that I would put there, um, this is really a tool for a specific sites. So it's not for an entire community mm-hmm. or for an entire property that somebody may have along the shoreline. It's for one specific site that, you know, may be a piece of road. Uh, it may be a stretch of shoreline that's being eroded. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's really important to note because mm-hmm. we're not, um, otherwise the tool will not work. Um, right. It works really well for that specific site. Yeah, it, it makes a difference because you're really trying to narrow things down. It, you know, listeners can check out the system themselves at climbatlantic.ca forward slash coastal dash adaptation. I tried it out just before this interview. It asks you to identify, for example, types of natural features or engineered structures yes. that might be protecting yes. a given site, like sand dunes, which it says can yes. can buffer the land from flooding, um, or what policies might be in place, like an emergency management plan. So I guess this is meant to serve as kind of a heuristic or something that can help walk people through the problem-solving process of dealing with floods or erosion, right? Yeah, I think I think it's sort of the, the front end is the important piece, right? Where where you either as a small municipality who wants to check out on a on an eroded road road site or something, where you actually step through and look at your 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 property or, or the property or um, the site specifically. You really need to know whether you know there is something that's in front of your structure. You need to know whether you have sand or mud or rock or how steep your mm-hmm. slope is, because all of those answers that you put in there will shuffle the responses around mm-hmm. at the end because at the end you get a pdf and it the pdf or the results page gives you uh, the, the best options that are mm-hmm. top on the list and so that sequence of what comes up as your best option or what gets thrown out and you know there's there's some that says clearly avoid so that really yeah. depends on the answers that you give so i think it's a it's a way of educating people as well about their own mm-hmm. their own site that they're worried about and then stepping through and making sure if you give the right answers to those questions your answers in the in the output or mm-hmm. in the results are going to be more accurate right you've got to have good information before you're going into it yeah. and that's one thing that's interesting about the system i thought is that the questions include illustrations to help people understand yeah. the, the concepts and jargon so one question is what you, what are the most common types of coastal environment at the site and options include bluffs Mm -hmm. and intertidal flats and there's some very beautiful photos of those kinds of uh, features and so you know how important is it for people to learn to identify the features of coastal lands for, for for this kind of work yeah, well, it's it's the, we put the pictures in there on purpose because we're very very much aware that if I say bluff or coastal, you know, foreshore, nearshore, um, people mm-hmm. in general don't know this, right? So, mm-hmm. um, it's more because we need a common language. 
and mm-hmm. sort of, um, you know, being sure that, okay, if I talk about a bluff, this is actually what I mean by it in the tool. And this is what it will tell me later on in the output in the, in the documents that are associated with the tool. You know, it comes up again. It's not so much that people need to remember it. It's just we have to have a common language to talk about mm-hmm. certain descript- descriptions of areas, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for the, the hypothetical example that I use, the, the Q&A ended up producing this, this report. It's 25 pages long. Uh, listing mm-hmm. possible coastal interventions or measures like dikes and drainage, drainage ditches that could be put in place. Uh, so just, mm-hmm. could you talk about the report that the system generates and what it can tell a community or property owner about the steps they need to take? It does come with, come with a disclaimer, which is probably important to mention. Yes. Um, so, and the disclaimer needs to be there. I mean, we're we're not we're not saying, you know, you have this to you have the results, this list of options. Um, now go ahead and do your your choice of the mm-hmm. best ones. Um, we we really needed to say this is for educational purposes and information purposes. This is a first mm-hmm. step, sort of an in between. You want to know what are your options, and then you have your list. And you can you, you then need still need to go out and talk to an engineer to the professionals who know mm-hmm. what they're doing in the field, and some of those options, let's say maybe not top, but the number one option that you got out of the result, if an engineer looks at your site, they will be much more able to say yes, this is the correct option, or no, this will not work for that and that reason. So every site is different, right? And you mm-hmm. need the professionals to look at the site, and at the same time, um, the disclaimer is also there. Because there are different regulations across the region. So New Brunswick has different coastal regulations mm-hmm. from Nova Scotia, from Newfoundland. And, and, and folks who want to do any kind of intervention in that zone, they need to check what are their, what are the regulations at the provincial level? Um, you know, who do, who do they need to look to for making any changes in this coastline? And then also in terms of if you're in a municipality and you're a private landowner, mm-hmm. you need to also check with the municipality, right? What kind of bylaws are in mm-hmm. place? What kind of zoning is there? So you're not making mistakes. Um, so that's why the disclaimer is there. It's really important. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the, you mentioned the P- for the output um, yep. and the, the length of it, right? And it, it is really complicated. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're saying we know that, but we cannot simplify it so it becomes a useless tool. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is it's complicated, but Climate Atlantic is there to help either go through the tool. And we've done that in the test. We have we have undertaken about four tests before it went public, 40, sorry, 40 tests across the region. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, we've sort of tweaked it here and there because there were some issues. But we know this is not a simple thing to do. So we're there to help step through. We're there at the end. If, if, if there's help needed, there's a link to our help desk. Contact us um, and we'll work through the, the output that you received. Mm-hmm. You know, why did this come up? Um, what does this mean? In, in the output at the end, when you went to the end, there's also a list of um, PDFs that you can download, like yes. fact sheets for each of the options, again, with pictures, again, with a description. So it's really, it's really, we're, we're not expecting this to be a standalone without any mentoring or moderation. We, mm-hmm. we expect to get a lot of um, requests for help out of that. And your organization serves the whole Atlantic region. Uh, yes, we do. How did you come up with this idea? Is it being used elsewhere? No, this is a made in Atlantic Canada. Like I mentioned, it was developed um, more than uh, so 2013. So mm, I would say not quite 10 years ago when it started. Hmm. Um, it was a long process. I was involved back then just in the sort of um, uh, reviewing and so on. So mm-hmm. Dalhousie University, uh, St. Mary's University and CBCL Limited were the three lead organizations that developed it. 
it was developed with all four provinces. Um, so it wasn't, it, it was already back then seen as a really important tool to have a list of adaptation options. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just knew, um, this is one thing that we needed to update because it isn't in the region. We haven't, we didn't have anything in the region. I haven't seen anything like this in the other regions either. So mm. it's good on Atlantic Canada. Absolutely. And uh, you spoke about this briefly yesterday, but I just wanted to ask you to elaborate a bit on the big picture, because this week, the UN's uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change released its latest report indicating there's Mm -hmm. basically not much chance of keeping the world away from warming by more than 1.5 Celsius, which world leaders had previously agreed they would act to uh, avoid. What are the big takeaways from this latest IPCC report for you? Yes, I mean it's it's a good it's a good piece of work because it's a com- it's a compilation of um, what had already been released individual reports, right? So it's a it's a synthesis report. Um, I think it it just reiterates. I think it needs to be reiterated that um, there is there there isn't any choice about um, uh, mitigating climate change. So about reducing our greenhouse gases, we know that there is no choice. And the other piece that is is really clear is there isn't any choice about ignoring the need to adapt. And the report is also very clear that we're not done. It's not like, oh, throw up your arms and say, um, this is it. Um, there is a lot of action that is happening across the globe, across Canada, across Atlantic Canada, um, a lot of action on reducing greenhouse gas emissions. It's just that it feels slow. And it's just that we all in the in the space and where we understand climate change, the urgency is getting greater and greater. And so, but I, I'm not, I'm not, um, I, I'm convinced that we can do it as a, you know, as Canada, as, as Atlantic Canada, as the Brunswick, we can do it. It's just, we need to really roll up our sleeves for this. And that was Sabina Dietz, Executive Director of Climate Atlantic. You can try out the group's new coastal adaptation toolkit for yourself. Just go to climateatlantic.ca forward slash coastal dash adaptation. And that's it for Tanchamar Report for this Thursday, March 23rd. Thanks to the local donors who support the station, as well as the local journalism initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Dave Gorncoch. Thanks for listening. listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. And now the weather. Today, sunny. Wind becoming west 20 kilometers an hour near noon. High plus 3. Wind chill minus 10 earlier this morning. UV index 4 or moderate. Tonight, clear. Becoming partly cloudy near midnight. Wind west 20 kilometers an hour, becoming light this evening. Low minus 8, wind chill minus 13 overnight. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness. Appears of snow beginning in the morning, amount 5 centimeters. Wind up to 15 kilometers an hour, high plus 1. Wind chill minus 11 in the morning. Tomorrow night, snow, low minus 1. Friday, snow, high plus 1. Friday night, cloudy periods, low minus 4. Sackville Film Society will be featuring a film every Thursday evening at the Vogue Cinema. 
you can buy tickets for a single show, a six-pack of tickets, or memberships at the box office, but memberships are not necessary to view the films. For more details and a list of upcoming films, visit voguecinema.ca slash Sackville Film Society. Are you over 50, retired, and thinking about returning to the workforce? The Retiree Employment Agency is a free service that connects retirees with short-term employment opportunities that are less than 52 consecutive weeks of part-time or full-time work. This service has the objective of bringing retirees and employers together. With the help of the agency, retirees can put their experience to use or try something new, all the while helping employers address gaps in the labor market. For more information, contact Sherry McLeod at 506-777-2268. That's 506-777-2268. Konnichiwa, Hanata ni Otoha desu. フランスの曲が大好きなそこのあなた水曜日の午後4時 CHMA106.9FM でアディアナとカイロのフランコファンをお聴きください。
It's Thor. And don't forget, you're listening to the hottest station in the nation. It's CHNA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Do you know someone who has made extraordinary contributions to our province in their respective field? Nominations for the 2023 Order of New Brunswick will be open until April 1st. More details are available online at gnb.ca slash order nb.
you want. 